Come on, let's lift our hearts with our hands and love him together. I thank you, Jesus. Holy, great, and mighty God, we praise and worship you, O living Christ. Thank you, my Lord, my God, and my Savior. Let your word come to our hearts this morning. Let your spirit, dear God, be poured out. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said praise the Lord. We're glad that you're in God's house this morning. If you have a Bible, I would like to turn your attention to God's Word. A preacher called me yesterday, and I had told him you about the fellow in the Bible where the sword clave or stuck to his hand, and I, he had to go preach, and I said, well, you do like that fellow. You stick to the Word. Stay with chapter and verse. Do not allow yourself to be pulled out into theory land and commentary using all kinds of terms and terminologies and phrases that are not supported or represented in the scripture. We want chapter and verse. We want the word of God. All right. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. God is a wonderful God. Uh, John in the book of John this morning, I'm sorry, the gospel according to John. Fourteenth chapter. There's so many uh, beautiful things in the Bible, you want to read them all, but I'm going to try to uh, see if I can hold myself to the first four verses of John chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God or you believe in the Spirit. Believe also in me. This was the visible manifestation of the one God, and he was speaking to people just like you. Okay? All right. And he said, In my Father's house are many mansions. He said, If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither or where I go, ye know, and the way you know. Everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. I just simply would like to minister to you this morning on He made room for you. May be seated. The Lord bless you. We're glad for each and every one that's here. It's good to have you come right into God's house. Good to have you here. All right. God's word is real, and if you will have faith in it, the word of God will educate you. It will instruct you. His spirit will open your understanding so that you will know what to do. Jesus wants to calm your troubled heart. Many times people are, get so worried about so many different things and you know the enemy can uh, inflame that in your mind. He can, he can get you to panic and he gets you to be filled with what's called anxiety which is a fear of the unknown. Some people panic so much that they have panic attacks and they suffer shortness of breath. They can't seem to catch their breath. They can't breathe and they're even their heart can begin to beat too fast or irregularly because of such a fear. The Bible did talk, in the, Jesus made reference to, in teaching, 
things that would take place in the end time. Now, we're living not only in the end time, but we're living in the end of the end time. And he did make it crystal clear that men's hearts would fail them for fear of looking after the things that are coming upon the earth. There are things that can shake you up. There are things that can unsettle your mind and cause you to be, again, to begin to panic and you feel like you don't know what you're going to do and what's going to happen. But take comfort in God's Word is what I want to strongly advise you this morning. No matter what your case is and what your situation is, how unique it is to you. And I will say that because, yes, there are people that are in similar situations, but again, everybody is an individual. And they say that uh, every blade of grass is different. Every star is different. Every uh, drop of rain or snow is different. They're individualistic. So God looks at you as an individual, and He knows everything about you, and He understands everything that you're going through. And here He inspired to be put in His Word for you not to let your heart be troubled. Don't let your mind get into a panic. Don't get all shook up here. He's saying if you can believe in the Spirit, because God is a Spirit. If you can believe in the Spirit, even if you're believing in the most general sense of the Word. When I uh, was in school, uh, I, I had somebody that came and talked to me about the Bible, and, and it shook me up. And, and yet I, I answered and I said, well, I, I believe in God. Well, in a general way, I did believe in God. I did believe that there was one God. I didn't understand that. I couldn't explain that, but I had a general belief in that. And sometimes we have general beliefs, and I'm not saying that they're bad. It's a good beginning, but it is not a place to stay. You've got to move on into this thing. We've, as the Bible teaches in Genesis, that God looked at a world that was in a very general, chaotic state. It was all shook up, and it was all mixed up, and it was all in a big mumble-jumble. And, but God's Spirit began to move upon the face of the earth and the face of the deep. And God began to speak. And if you will let God speak to your heart through His Word, through chapter and verse, through subject matter, then you can find out that God can do to your world just what He did to this great big world. This big world that was just in a general situation. It had no form, the Bible said. It had no definition to it. Things were very chaotic and in an upheaval, kind of like a volcano just exploding and, and everything spewing all over the place. And so our hearts and our lives can be, but we've got this general faith. We've got this general belief that there is a God. We believe in you, God. But we need to get some form and we need to get some definition. We need to get to bring it into focus here and see Him as He really is. And He's trying to tell you that when you're in a general case that you're going to be in a chaotic case. You're going to be in an anxiety situation. You're going to have a lot of fear about your future and about the unknown. But God is saying let my word begin to minister to you so that your heart will not be troubled that you won't suffer from an upset stomach or an upset heart that your blood pressure won't go sky high and that your heart won't race and that you won't find yourself in a panic attack and you won't 
fail for fear. Fall short because of fear. He wanted to assure you and to reassure you that the Spirit has something planned for you, something good. Because of our guilt, because we're born in sin, and we're, shall I say, misshapen by the lawlessness of the world in which we live. There's a lot of bad attitudes and bad spirits and bad devils that make for bad people. And there's a lot of, of problems in, in our whole entire world. But he's trying to tell you that, I, and I, what I mean by that is that we get the guilty conscience then. And we realize that we've sinned and we're bad and we are not haven't done so many things right. And those thoughts run through our mind about past things we've done and we want to block it out or deny it or run away from it because it bothers us. And it adds to the upheaval. It adds to the confusion and the heartache in our lives. And, and yet the Lord is looking at you. And the Lord is telling you, you don't have to be troubled. I've got an answer for your situation. I can give you a bright future. As a matter of fact, those of you that are in attendance today, I want to tell you the brightness of tomorrow is here right now now. There's no need to put it off. There's no need to say next Sunday or next Wednesday or some other day. It's right here and right now. You can come on and you can claim what God has holding out for you. He's, look, Jesus Christ came and he came to an end and he, he came in the, in, the, in the form of ready to be born. His mother was great with child. We're talking about the flesh and she's ready to give birth to that little baby and there's Joseph and they come and they're told no room for you but I want you to know the one that they said there's no room for you turned around and made room for you he made a place for you he didn't pass on the bad experience he didn't pass on the bad attitude he loves you and he said I made room for you I made a place for you I made a place for you you're a part of God's plan you're a part of his thinking. The world was in such chaos and in such an upheaval and a mess. And, uh, but he looked at it and he began to speak. And he began to bring light. And God wants to, by speaking his word, bring light into your darkened world. He wants to, you know, you said it lit me up. Well, he wants to light you up. He wants to turn on a bright light. You know, when you get some light on, then you'll you quit tripping over things and stepping in potholes that you don't see and tripping over rocks you don't see and falling against something and, and hurting yourself. Or uh, he, he wants to turn the light on in your life. He wants you to be able to see wh where you're going and, and what you need to be doing. He wants to help you here, and you need to believe that. Even though we uh, are born in sin and fallen short of God's glory, hear me today, the Bible is telling you that God looks at you in that situation where you're really an enemy in your mind against God. And yet in spite of that, He loved you and He presently loves you. And He wants to help you not to be an enemy, but to become a friend. He, it is written in the Bible, let us reason together. God wants to, you to sit down and have a little talk with Him. He wants to reason with you. He wants to show you that you don't need to keep hurting yourself and destroying yourself and, and living with panic and fear and doubt and unbelief and being tossed to and fro 
by every wind that comes along and place you in a, in, a, in a situation that you're living scared. He wants to tell you, I've got a peace, and the peace I got, I want to give it to you. I got a place for you all mapped out, a place of security, a place of comfort, a place of healing, a place of help. I want to bring you to that. I want, to, I want to, uh, you to be assured. You know, the Bible teaches that Jesus is offering you free of charge to be filled with His Spirit. And that when this happens, the Bible said you're going to receive an experience with much assurance. It's not going to be something that you're going to wonder and doubt and did I and maybe. Oh, no. This is going to be very convincing. You're going to be fully persuaded. You're going to be 100% convinced that I have had a genuine Bible spiritual encounter with the Almighty God, and He has changed my way of thinking. He has taken my troubled heart and spoken to all those elements that have put it in an upheaval situation, and He's calmed it all down because as they learned out on a ship and a boat and a, a mode of transportation one day, and they were headed for a bad and serious situation and the wind was coming real hard and the, and the water was coming up into their boat and and the and everything the rain was coming down and they were scared they were flat out scared but the bible said that they cried out and they said don't you care about us and the bible said he arose and he rebuked the wind and the seas and they marveled and they said even the elements obey him oh yeah let me tell you there's not anything my god can't control and no matter how to how to control your life is. I want you to know that my God can put it straight and put it right and he longs to do it. He wants to show you that place and that room he's got for you. He made room for you. Made a place for you. And the old devil will tell you, yeah, but, you know, that's what my pastor preached on many, many years ago as a young preacher that kept on saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, I would, but, you know. Finally, he said, what you need to do is get your butt out of the way. And, of course, that was a B-U-T. That was an excuse, he was saying. Get your excuse out of the way. Get that out of the way. Move that out of the way. You don't need an excuse. You can have him, Jesus Christ. You don't, don't hang on to your excuse because all it's doing is robbing you of what God has for you. It's robbing you of peace. It's robbing you of salvation. It's robbing you of every good thing that the Almighty God is offering to you. There's not anything too hard or too difficult for Him. I want you to let your heart calm down. I want you to trust in His Word and it will begin like a sedative to calm and slow down everything for you and put things in perspective that you can have a place because he made room for you he said I want you in my church I want you in the body of Christ I want you to be a corporate shareholder to be a partaker of the many benefits that I'm offering by to people that be believe me and become a part of the body of Christ and he's looking at you and saying you've got a spot you've got a reserved spot in the church it's yours it belongs to you I put your name there and I want you to pull yourself in there and fill that room that I made for you I shoved somebody over and made room for you I casted the devil out and made room for you I went to Calvary and gave my life for you I made room for you and just as the Bible said that 
that which was conceived in Mary was of the Spirit of the Lord. And when Mary came, great with child, and they knocked on that door of the hotel, and they said, no vacancy. We have no room for you, no place for you at all. And that's uh, typical of the attitude of the world. You know, this world, it is not run by as much as you might think, by governors and presidents, people of parliament and congress and senators and kings and queens and things of that nature. Not at all. It is truly, truly run, this world, by the enemy. He is the God, small g, the lowercase g of this world. And he blinds people's minds. He does not want you to see the king of kings. He doesn't want you to see the world to come. He does not want you to see that there's room for you in the body of Christ known as the church. He does not want you to realize the, the great potential that is in you spiritually and eternally because God hath put a part of you in, inside of you, an inner part that is eternal. And, and he's placed a measure of faith in your heart. And these investments, he wants you to use them for their intended purpose. He wants to make a connection with you. He wants to lead you to that room, that room, the world's attitude driven by the God of this world, the devil, Satan, that old serpent, is going to always say, no room for you, no room for you. We don't want you, Jesus. We don't want your power. We don't want your glory. We, don't, we want people to, to even get to the place where they don't even think you are real. And But I want you to know God's got a church, and the church knows that he is real, and we have his name. His name above every name is Jesus Christ, and we worship him as he says, in spirit and in truth and he made room for us and one day I came just a young man who didn't know anything and my life was in upheaval my life was in darkness and a mess and I had no boundaries I didn't know what boundaries were my friend dear God I did not know but he he made room for me and he filled me with the Holy Ghost he, I was baptized in Jesus name he placed me in the body of Christ and the upheaval stopped. The darkness went away. He lit up my life and he'll do the same for you because he's made room for you. Don't have the attitude of the world that shuts God out and that your system shuts down and says, no, I don't believe that. You want to believe this. And that's what he said. You believe? He said, then believe in me. Believe in the Spirit. And believe in the spirit that came in the flesh and the flesh that was given on the cross as a sacrifice for you, even though you were an enemy in your mind, even though you were contrary, however many years, to God. That can stop. That can cease. You can quit tripping over everything and over your own uh, life and life's thoughts. You can, you can stop uh, going in the wrong directions. You can begin to go in the right direction. And you can, every time you run into those dead ends in life and there's no room, there's no place to go, I don't know what to do, I'm trying to tell you there is a place for you. And let us bring you to that place. Let the church, through the Word of God, show you your place in the body of Christ. It's a place of security to where Jesus said, I'll put you in a place that nobody will pluck you out of. It'll be your place. And the only one that can get, get you out of it is you. But by the same token, the only one that's going to get you in there is you. And you can stay there. You can get in the church and you can stay in the church. How many times we've heard people tell us that, oh, it won't last. It's just a fad. You're not going to hang in with it. And listen, we're 
here today and there's plenty before us and there'll be plenty after us that when they get in the church they stay in the church they get saved they stay saved they live for God because it's so wonderful it's so great it's so glorious it's wonderful to have your room and your place in the church and you protect that you guard that you keep that you love that you cherish that you know how great it is and he's coming back for his people the book said when the world is again in upheaval when the world finds itself in darkness because the sun will be blotted out and turn to darkness a sackcloth of hair and the moon will turn to blood the stars will fall and there will be earthquakes all over the place till every mountain and island is moved out of its place and people will pray for death but you will be in a place where God ordained for you you'll be in a place of safety you won't be praying for death. You'll be thanking him for life. And that eternal. And everybody said praise the Lord. I want you to believe. He said, you know what? He said, where I'm going, you know. And the way you know. That's because he's the way. You get to know him. You, you, you want to get to know him beyond a handshake. You know, I've shook hands with people all over this town and all over this county. And uh, that doesn't mean I know him. You know, I just shook their hand and somebody said, this is so-and-so, and I said, I'm so-and-so, and, you know, that's it. There's, there's nothing after that in many cases. But it's not that way with when you get to know the Lord here. You're going to get to know Him according to chapter and verse. He's going to lead you into a more intimate relationship. You're going to get past the beginning, and it is good to acquaint yourself with Him. And But you got to get past the handshake. you got to get past just saying, yeah, 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 generally I believe. You've got to get into a, a, a deep relationship with the Lord here. And that's what He wants. He wants you to know Him according to His Word. He wants you to have His mind. He wants you to see through His eyes. He wants you to, to really understand here what He is about, what His church is about, what life here and the world to come is all about. He wants you to know that you can be in, placed in His hand in a place of security and comfort. He wants you to know what it's like to experience sickness and then to be healed of your sickness. He wants you to know what it's like when you're empty and then He fills you with His Holy Spirit. He wants you to know what He can do. And they, the more they learned about Him in the Bible, the more they were amazed. Woo! Even the elements obey Him. Here comes a guy with legions, thousands of devils in Him. And Jesus casts out those devils. And this man is found sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus Christ, he is now in his right mind, and he's saying, put me to work. I want to go tell everybody about you. I want to live for you. I want to follow you. I want to be one of yours. I realize what I got here now. All my up, I've been living crazy, and now, God, I'm so happy, and I'm so calm and peaceful. Now I got it. You, you, you ascended up to heaven, and and that's where I'm going to go. And I know the way now. Because you, Jesus, you are the way. And you are the truth and you are the life. And I'm thanking you for opening my understanding and showing me this beautiful truth. I many times have to talk or even occasionally listen to people who have no clue what they're talking about when it comes to this Bible. They just make things up. I have people say, oh, the good book said da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm, I'm standing there saying, doesn't say that at all. It just doesn't say that. 
but they think it says that, you know. And uh, there's a big difference. I, I will make a, a distinction that sometimes the Bible teaches something, okay. But when you go saying the Bible says, now that's a different story. And you don't want to be deceived. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're thinking one thing when it's another. You want to know, and Jesus wants you to know. He wants you to know where he went and how you can get there. The Bible teaches they stood there and they watched him ascend up into heaven. And while they were standing there just, wow, you know, <laughs> the angels standing by, two men in white apparel, and, and they said, why stand you here gazing up into the heavens? At that same Jesus that you see go, he's going to come back in like manner. And furthermore, the Bible said when he comes back, you know what? It said he's, gonna, he's got a church that's already in the grave, and he's got one that will be alive and, and carrying on when he returns. And that in the, that's called the first resurrection. We're going to rise to meet him. And, and we know that because his Bible teaches it, and he confirms his word. And just as we know that he went, we know the way to go to because he's made that known to us through the church. That's why you want to assemble yourselves together here. You want to get in here so we can help you to know him beyond just a little handshake, behind, beyond somebody telling you, put your little signature at the end of this pre-prayed prayer that somebody wrote down, you know. You want to pray your own prayer. Oh, I don't know how to pray. You pray by simply talking to him. That's all he wants. How about just talking to him a little bit, Lord? My heart hurts, Lord. My life's in a mess, Lord. I'm in a panic state here. I'm ready to press the panic button. I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. I need you to help me to calm my heart down, to calm down all the troubled things in my life and make me to know you've got a room for me. You've got a place for me. You've got an experience for me, not only here, but in the world to come. I want you this morning, I don't want you to be in ignorance. I do not want to withhold knowledge from you. We want you to know. You're here this morning. We want to baptize you in water in the name of Jesus Christ because that's what the Bible teaches. And everybody in the Bible who got baptized was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. New Testament church. That's how it was done. We, we want to do it just the same. Somebody said to me the other day, they asked me, oh, you're apostolic. Well, you know, in the Bible, apostolic refers to the doctrine. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That's Acts 2.42. And, and uh, I said, that's right. And, of course, we're Pentecostal because that has to do with the experience of receiving the Holy Ghost that they first received on the day of Pentecost. That's, so one term refers to the experience of the Holy Ghost. The other one refers to the doctrine of the body of Christ that Jesus gave to it. So in reality, we are apostolic Pentecostal. And the word the, the lady said to me, she said, oh, she said, so you're that old time. And I said, yeah, we're that we don't change kind. I said, we're not changing anything with the book. We're going to stay with the book. And um, so I wanted to, I'm saying to you, and it's very important this morning, we want you to know that you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's water in a tank right here. Brother Williams is ready. And we will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. The reason you want to be baptized 
in the name of Jesus Christ is because it is for the full pardon of all of your sins. Everything you ever said wrong, thought wrong, done wrong, back to when you can't even remember that you did it. All of it can be forgiven if you simply repent. Lord, I am sorry. I'm sorry for everything I ever did, and I don't want to do those things anymore. I want to turn away from those things and not do them anymore. I want to repent. I want to, I want to, I want to go where there's room for me. You got room for me, Lord. I, I want to get in my space. I want to get in my place. I want you to think of a parking lot with a, with a thousand cars in it and only, only, or a thousand spaces in it. And there's 999 spaces taken and there's one spot left. That's how you need to think about the church. There's a place. There's a spot. There's room for you. But you better hurry up and get on in there. You better pull yourself and back yourself or head first in and get parked. Get yourself to that room where God, that spot, that place that God has reserved for you. And nobody else can have that spot. Don't leave it unfulfilled. You get that spot. You get that place. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. I want you to come into the body of Christ. Jesus wants you to come into the body of Christ. So you repent, and then we'll baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. And it'll be for the full pardon of all of your sins. And then he's going to fill you. From that moment on, you're eligible to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He will fill you with his Holy Spirit. Okay? And that's, that's what the Bible teaches. They... They went to an upper room. People just like you, they went to an upper room to a church house. Well, you're in an upper room because we have a basement. So you're in an upper room. And they, they came to that upper room in the church house there, and they did what he said. They began to, to seek for this great experience, for this great salvation. And, and when they had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, people from all over witnessed that and saw that. And they began to cry out and said, What, what shall we do? And Peter told them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the full pardon of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and he said for the promise is unto you I want you to claim your space your promise your spot that the, the room that God made for you you're not going to hear God say at this time in this period of time that there's no room for you now there will come a day and there will come a time and it's illustrated well in the Bible that people uh, came too late because the church was gone. When Jesus takes the church, when he returns as he said he would, and he takes the church out of here, that's it. The only thing left then is a whole bunch of wrath, more confusion, more upheaval, more darkness, more plague, more pestilence, uh, earthquakes, things moving out of their places. My God, you do not want to be here. And all the religious folks are going to be telling you, oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what took place. No, no, Jesus hasn't come, and the church has not gone. No, no, no. And they're just going to deceive people like they've always deceived people. But one of these days during that time, you, the moon is going to turn to blood, and the sun is going to get stark, a sackcloth of hair, and there's going to be a final upheaval to the place that the whole entire earth, the planet, is going to disappear be dislodged and it's going to drop in a fiery ball into a bottomless pit. I think you want to be with Jesus. I think you want to say give me my spot. Give me my room. I want my place. Let me park myself right there. Let me park myself at the feet of Jesus Christ. He's got room for me. He's got room for me. Let's take a moment and lift our hearts with our hands together shall we?
Thank you, Jesus. We love you, dear God. We praise you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's room for you. He made room for you. He cares about you. He loves you. He thought about you before the foundation of the world, before you were born, before your life was full of trouble and problems and sadness and sorrow and pain and sickness. Before all of that, He made room for you. Made a place for you. I want you to believe that this very morning. We want you to repent. God wants you to repent. And we want to baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. We're worshiping Him. We're singing and praising. We're going to begin to gather around the front. All of our men over here, our ladies over here, let's come in tight, make room. Thank you, Lord. Come on now. Come on, we're here to worship. Let's pull in tight. Get your mind on God. Come on now. Move over a little bit. Hold in tight. People get out of the aisle. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we're praying. He's our God. He's our King. He's our Savior. Come on, we're going to pray right now. We're here to call on the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. He wants to help you. He wants to help you.